On this episode of Alive and Thriving, I have a very special guest joining us. Now, before I introduce her, I want to say that if you are a woman in business and particularly I'd say in the earlier stages of business or your even later stages and you're struggling with mindset, with confidence, uh, with working with your mind, you're finding that you're really struggling with the stories that you're telling yourself, then this is an episode for you. So let me introduce you to Jess Soto Ramirez, a business empowerment coach for women. Jess is here to serve it up to you in a way that will light you up. After taking her own road trip down business lane and realizing how much of a mind game it is, she's merged lanes and is using her experience and tools to empower and ignite the boss in you to work with your mind, boost your confidence and claim your power so you can take your business to the next level and create a life that inspires you. Let's get into it. This is Alive and Thriving, where we tackle all things that stand in the way of holistic well-being and self-care in life and as women in business. Join me for real and raw conversations and inspiring guests who are expert in their fields as we come back to life together, overcoming stress, anxiety, nourishing our mind, body, and emotions. I am your host, Jessica Reed, alternative therapist, life and well-being coach. And if you are ready to grow, heal, and thrive together, then you are in the right place. Jess, welcome to Alive and Thriving. Oh, it is so awesome to be having a chat with you today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's awesome having a chat with you. I know. We actually recorded an episode on Jess's podcast, which I will link in the show notes so you can all go over and check it out. And just knowing from that conversation how amazing Jess is to talk to, And how knowledgeable she is and how empowering she is. Oh, my goodness. You're going to get so much out of this episode. Let's start by telling the audience a little bit more about you. Who are you? Sure. (laughs) Who am I? Can I put titles to it? (laughs) Yeah, you can. You can. So can I just say, Jess challenged me um, on her podcast. She says, tell me who you are without a title and I'm like well I'm a mother oh crap that's a title (laughs) (laughs) so it's always easy to to dish out to someone else who who are you who are you Jess what makes up Jess Soto Ramirez yeah all right so who am I um look you know what I'm going to challenge myself to go without the titles and then I'll add the titles at the end absolutely (laughs) um I'm a passionate, fiery woman that um, gets a lot of joy out of seeing other women um, really become the best version of themselves. And that's something that really just fires me up. Um, It just sits in my belly. It's like this little fire. (laughs) Um, Ignited. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Ignited. Um, And I'm just, you know what? I'm, I'm, I love to live life. I love to enjoy things. I love to have fun. I love adrenaline. 
um, though I get more and more scared the older I get, but that's a <laughs> mind game in itself, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I'm also a mum of two kids. Um, I am a business empowerment coach, hence the fire in my belly. <laughs> um, and I really just love working with women in business, um, particularly in, you know, the first five years or so of mm-hmm. business and women that have really want to be stepping into something that they've dreamed of but have been too scared to really voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's so much power when they when they take that back. Um, so yeah, that's me. I did start off in a different business model doing econ business. I was a um, kids streetwear designer and I did matching sets for like adults as well. So I loved that. That was also very impact driven because I used to share, it wasn't just about cool clothes. It was really a deeper message than that. Um, and I loved doing that with my kids, you know, like my kids were a huge part of my business and my little models and we used to go out on photo shoot days and, you know, they used to jump onto lives with me and all of that stuff. Um, but I did get to a point where I started questioning, well, maybe I didn't start questioning. I started really listening to myself, mm. started to really think about, is this the best platform for me? Is this really where I want to be? Or do I, do I, I, I got to the conclusion that I love this and I'm so driven by this, but there is something bigger out there for me and mm-hmm. I need to play with that a little bit more, which mm-hmm. led me to where I am today. Absolutely. And where you are today, you are brilliant at what you do. I Thank watch you. you. So Jess and I share the same mentors where um, we're in a mastermind together and that involves hot seat coaching where we get to coach each other. And I watch Jess, the way that you, uh, the way that you use what is in your gut mm. to come up and empower somebody. And just, there's no, um, don't normally swear on this podcast, but I will say there's no bullshit. There's no yeah. bullshit. It just comes, it comes up. It is as it is. And you can see and feel that passion and that fire yeah. with everything oh, that you speak you about. Every time you talk about your programs, when you're coaching others, you can really, really see that. You know, you mentioned the first five years in business and that, oh my God, is such, I mean, I'm still in that in this business. You know, mm-hmm. it is such an important stage, particularly mm-hmm. in the space of mindset and things like that, because I know for a lot of early business owners, we get in and we do all the things. You're like, yep, I've got my website, got my logo, I've done my training. Great. Bring on the clients. Yeah. And we have no idea that the only way that the business can actually grow is if you grow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's not that hard reality sometimes. You're like, yeah. I thought I just had to tickle these boxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then not realize that, you know, there's actually this inner voice that's saying, oh, but you're not capable of making that much money or yeah. actually, you know, maybe I don't want to succeed because that means more responsibility or, you know, whatever your inner voice is saying. Yeah. So, yeah, tell me a little bit more about how you work with those early startup businesses in that space. Honestly, a lot of it comes from what I've been through myself. You know, because um, when I stepped into business, when I when I stepped into Junior Street, the name was of the business, 
when I stepped into Junior Street, I was like, yeah, of course people are going to buy from me. Like, duh. <laughs> and of course I'm going to order a shitload because everyone's keen as to start ordering. Right? <laughs> like I went in so, and it, it even feels weird to say, but I went in so confidently and so like, yes. I mean, I got to a point because before that, even the whole planning the business and trying to get my head around what a business was and getting my head around the fact, actually, I'm starting a business. What is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, that took a lot of time. That took a lot of mindset work and took a lot of, you know, probably not even realizing, but doing mindset work and just yeah. questioning myself and really challenging myself and getting out of the comfort and all of that. So then when I started Junior Street, I thought, yes, of course, the doors are just going to like, floodgates are just going to, you know, open. I'm going to be like, the sales is going to be like beyond me and (laughs) millionaire within a month. I don't know. I'm really laughing because I resonate. I was like, everyone's stressed and anxious. So I'm going to have so many clients. Exactly. And I got into it and I will never forget my first sale. Um, it was the day I launched. She had been watching and following for a while. And so when she actually came and, you know, opened, you know, put her order through, I was like, oh, my God, someone's actually buying. And then there was crickets. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, what have I done? You know, all that fear came into it, the worry, mm-hmm. the thoughts, like, shit, why did I even start this business? What am I doing? Who's going to want to talk to me? Who's going to want to buy from me? I'm not good enough. Um, I'm not a designer. I'm not, you know, all the things, like all the ways you can put yourself down, Mm -hmm. it's exactly what I did. And comparing myself to others, uh, sabotaging myself, um, doubting everything I did, all of those things were just, it was a day-to-day and I was like, what is going on? That's like, I felt like that's not me. But Mm. at the same time, I'm like, but something's going on. Perhaps this is me, you know? And for me, I've always described that business has became like a flashlight, like one of those really strong camping ones that you can Mm -hmm. see. (laughs) It's like, that's the one just got put on me and it was like, actually, you've got this, 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 you know, and I was like, oh, my God. And that was the stuff that I really started to work through. And I started doing that through working through my own mindset and questioning my thoughts, becoming more aware of where are my thoughts coming from, listening to so many podcasts, listening to so many interviews. You know, YouTube was my best friend. It probably still is. But um, I, I used to work night times. And so I used to get to a point at the night where there was no customers around. So that was like, this is my learning time. This is my brain growth time. Yeah. And, you know, the amount of things I learned through that was incredible. And I'm like, if I'm going through this, surely I'm not the only one. And that's where I started really thinking about other women in business that are like, we're going through the same thing and say, as my, you know, as I progressed through the e-com business and started shifting, that's where I was always drawn, going back to women in business, going back to that side of people, you know, women taking back their power and really mm. <clears throat> empowering themselves to be able to take that step and to be able to work with their mind. So 
that's just that's a real big part of it and for me you know I do one-on-one coaching and I do like power-up sessions like just you know because we get stuck we get stuck in those thoughts and um so to be able to help them move forward and then I've got also a program called the Elevate Experience and a lot of that is mindset stuff but it is also just claiming back what's yours Mm. and not even an egotistical way because I feel like some people take that like you're just arrogant, but it's not about the arrogance. It's about actually saying, well, I do have this fire in me or I do have this skill. I do have, and perhaps I've just let it, you know, I've put it to sleep. So it's really taking that back. And that's what I really encourage my clients to do, to really think about where are you at? Where do you want to go? What are you doing at the moment? Like, what are you doing now that's going to help you tomorrow? Mm, and and yeah. just focusing as much on, I think you've got to hold your vision You've got to hold your goal. You've got to hold on to that that big picture and never let go of that. But we are, we often forget on forget what do I need to do now about that to be yeah. able to become that person tomorrow. Absolutely! Wow, um, I love what you were talking about the thoughts. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm sure those kinds of thoughts that you experienced in those first few years of business, all of those, well, what am I doing? You know, this, you know, <laughs> all those thoughts. Yeah. It would be something that people really, really would connect with, particularly mm. in those early years of business, but even later, mm. even in later years of business. Oh, I agree. Well. I think it, I think at any stage in business, yeah. when you, you have these thoughts. Around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but what I love, what you said about owning your power, and it's a little bit like, what we just chatted about in um, the episode that we recorded together for your podcast when we were talking about identities. Mm. When those thoughts are taking over, those thoughts are coming with negative emotions. Mm. And because we have those negative emotions, we tend to believe it. It's our way of telling our, our brain like, yep, I'm not lying because I feel this way about it. So it is very easy to then embody those thoughts and accept yep. them to be truth. Whereas, you know, the brain is a liar. It's lazy and it's it's lazy. Yeah. It'll it'll repeat the same thoughts to you. Yeah. And it lies to you. All yeah. The- yeah. And it gives us always this sense life. of safety, doesn't it? It does. It does give us a sense of safety. So when you are helping women to take back their power, you're mm. also helping them to break free from an identity that they may perhaps have not even realized that they had stepped into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's really powerful. It's like those limiting beliefs, you know. It, it's those things that we start to, I think the interesting is that often we carry these titles or yeah. we carry these feelings as though they're our own, but at no, no point are we actually questioning them. Yeah. Or questioning where did they come from? Yes, that's um, a big one. Or who did they come from? Too. Yeah, exactly. Then that little voice isn't yours. That's true. That's true. And it's you've created an association as you go along. Like for me, one of the biggest things stepping into, particularly into this business now, was who would want to hear anything I have to say? Like, mm. and that is has been something that I've had to persistently work on yeah. because it's actually coming from somewhere else you know and it's a belief that I've just created as my own but I've but until I realized I wasn't giving myself space to even question where that thought was coming from where that belief was coming from and whether it was even true or not yeah yeah absolutely and when you do start to 
question it and you start to challenge it, then mm. you're opening up the possibility to actually be able to rewire the pathway that 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 those thought patterns have been following this whole time, and you and you can begin to reprogram. Yeah, that belief and well. I, that, it's so empowering, isn't it, Jess? It like is. oh, that that idea that I don't have to be stuck where I was. Like I, I grew up. Um, I grew up with, I'm one of four, and for a big part of my life, I grew up with, you know, my mum being a single mum. She was over here with no family whatsoever from South America, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And um, she went through a lot of shit. Like, she went through a lot of things. Sorry if I... No, that's okay. We can can, can say shit. That's fine. Um, (laughs) And, you know, we went through a lot of things. We went through a lot of struggle. We went through a lot of, you know... um, we were on our own and my mum came to came to a country where she had nobody <clears throat> and she had to learn on her own, you know. She had to find her own power. She had to find the thing that was going to work for her in her life with her four kids. Yeah. And I think watching that um, has been one of the most empowering things in my life because mm-hmm. she's just fierce as much as she might not think she is, but she is. Um, But I always used to say growing up, like like I always used to think to myself, I don't want to end up in this situation. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't want to live, I don't want to live this life anymore when I'm older. As an adult, I don't want to live this life. I don't want my kids to live this life. And when I started learning that I had the power to make that change. And when I started learning that actually I can call the shots here and I can make decisions and I can influence things influence things in a different way, that was so strengthening and empowering for me because it meant that I didn't have to keep going with what was what had been delivered to me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. What a what a big realization and shift and just the strength that it takes to decide that you want something more and you want something different and you're going to break the generational of not trauma or or stories or, you know, you're going to break the generational uh, circumstances that have filtered in through your subconscious and have have been how you've, you know, navigated the world so far and you're going, no, I'm going to change this. Yeah. Not what I want. One of the first times that I've realised like, when I look back was when I was finishing year 12 and I was in high school um, and I already had some pretty, like I've always been quite opinionated in my ways and just very kind of fire driven, I guess, Um, or driven by my belly really from that gut. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to finish year 12 and then obviously you get the little mean girl telling you, if you're going to finish year 12, you're not good enough, blah, 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 this and that. And I remember getting to year 11 and going, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't want to finish year 12. I want to just leave because it's getting too hard. But the thing that actually kept me there was that belief in the change Mm -hmm. because nobody in my family um, had actually finished year 12. So I was like, oh, I love it. Oh. I yeah, had like this full body reaction to that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In that, like that for me was what drove me further to go, mm. I can do it. Okay. Just, just keep going. It's one day at a time. You can like, because the, 
it was the the vision was bigger you know the the impact was bigger and not even for anybody else but it was what I could create as change for you know my lineage basically of what could come and and not that I even even understood that to much depth and I probably still don't but (laughs) just knowing that I could create something different in a in a uh, a path that has been the same for quite some time absolutely I was like nah this is my space this is what I'm going to do that's big that's big Mm -hmm. impact driven Mm -hmm. and it's big and it's making a difference yeah yeah for you for your family and then now for the people that are lucky enough to work with you as well yeah Yeah. and you never really know at that time do you like you never really know at that time the impact that that could make yeah. Even on yourself as an individual, let alone yeah. one or anything else. Absolutely. And really, especially I think when you when you can do it for yourself, knowing that that's what you need from life and being true to that, I think there's yeah. so much power in that. I love that you say that. Do you know, I resonated so much when you were just talking about getting into year 11 and saying, no, you know, maybe I can't do this. Maybe this isn't for me. I have never really shared this publicly, but I experienced something very similar, but I listened to those thoughts. Mm. And only recently, as recent as last weekend, had a breakthrough on what the beliefs were that actually I had a pattern that was playing out mm-hmm. and I would leap things. Yeah. And then I had this story that I couldn't finish things. Now, I was really good at school. I had mm-hmm. brilliant grades. Um, there was no issues with anything like that. And I left halfway through year 11. Mm. And then I had this story that followed me around for years and years and years and years and years, right up until last weekend. <laughs> that, that, it, was, yeah, it was a big revelation, especially such a simple thing we started talking about and such a big revelation. Therapy is amazing. Um, but um, that that I had actually been solidly holding on to that, not only since I made that decision in high school, but mm. since an event when I was four years old in preschool where I decided wow. that I wasn't good enough oh. or something. And it was just phenomenal to see how that had played out. Now, I have accomplished a lot. And yeah. I know I am a smart woman and I have this business and I'm doing what I'm doing. And I've had to learn and complete a lot of things to do that. But the belief still was in the back of my head of, well, you know, am I good enough for this? Why would people listen to me? Mm. Um, What if they know and judge me for not finishing that part of school? Um, Does that make me less than the other people around me who had finished that part of school? But what I reflect on and what I just really love that you said about knowing that you are doing the right thing for your life. Mm. I ended up running a bistro just a few months after I left school. Mm. And that's where I met my partner at Mm -hmm. the age of 16. (laughs) And we have these two beautiful children. And if I hadn't have had that experience the way that I had and the experience of all the anxiety and all the things that I've talked about um, in previous episodes, if I hadn't have had all of those things, then I also one, wouldn't have the girls that I have now, and two, I wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing right now, exactly. feeling like I'm actually living my purpose. Exactly. So I just, I know that was, yeah, a little bit of a, a side road there, but I just really, when you were talking about that, I was like, wow, I, I can so resonate with where you're saying 
And I love that you trusted what you knew was right for you. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, I thought, yeah, be kind to yourself. Like you did what was right, like I did what was yeah. right. For you at that time. And we can so easily judge ourselves about I should have done this and I should have done that. But we always go into it thinking like the grass was going to be greener on that side. Mm -hmm. We never really consider the fact, well, maybe if I had have done that other thing, maybe things would have been different and not in a good way. So I think understanding like and when we were at retreat actually just a little while ago, I wrote a it wasn't even a poem, but it was just an expression of kind of what I was feeling. And I finished it off with like, that's the power of connection and story because in our day-to-day we will make decisions, but we don't always understand how it's going to connect, right? And growing up, my mum always said to me, things happen for a reason, you know, and if one door closes, another one opens. And that whole really understanding that everything happens for a reason for a reason even when it doesn't make sense Mm. trusting that you did the best thing you could in that moment and knowing that that took you to the next step I think we really need to just understand that even if we felt like it wasn't the best thing we did the best we could at that point in time absolutely I imagine that breaking this you know lineage of the way that things have been wouldn't have been without its challenges oh definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not and it still brings challenges you know like I think it will always bring its challenges and you will come up against people and you will come up against yourself mm-hmm. and you will come up against your fears and you will come up against your doubts and all of that stuff but I don't know. I think when you just feel it and you know it, you you have to be true to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have any significant challenges that you feel listeners could benefit from learning from um, either in business one or moving now into this new business that you could share? Yeah, I think really getting to know myself has been mind-blowing. And more than just getting to know myself, accepting and loving myself. That's so, a big one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's oh, way good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a tapping circle last week that was um, self-love and acceptance, strengthening self-love and acceptance. And at the beginning, I asked everyone to close their eyes and say, I deeply and completely love and accept myself and mm-hmm. see how that felt in their body. And it was just everyone was like, ooh. <laughs> Yeah. No, thank you. No, no. And and there was a lot less resistance by the end of it. But it is if you're thinking, yeah, I accept myself. Try that. Really, just tune in and look at every aspect of your being. And do you really, truly, you know, accept, accept, and love yourself? It's a big thing. Yeah, it is. It's a huge thing, and it can be thrown around like confetti. Yeah. You know, without taking the weight of it, because it's not. It's not this fluffy thing. It's this real kind of inner knowing and inner, I think, inner respect for yourself. Um, and really thinking about where am I? Where am I? Who am I? Like, what am I doing for me? Um, I I grew up. Um you know, being almost like the strength of the family mm-hmm. and you take on that identity, going back to identity. Yeah. But then when you don't feel that strength or when you are tired of having to be that strength, um, 
you're faced with a lot of challenges that come with that. And then coming up against that and really challenging yourself because you form that as your identity, the moment you are not that person that is the strength or the moment you are not Mm -hmm. that person that, you know, does everything for everyone else, you feel like shit. Yeah. Because you're like, well, that's not me. That I'm, I must be horrible if I'm not, you know, bending over backwards. I must be horrible if I'm not doing all those things that I used to do for all those people. And now I'm kind of going, Ugh. you mm-hmm. know, you feel selfish. You feel yeah. like you're, like you're, you're not. You feel like you're not yourself. Mm-hmm. But it comes through a real, like it's a redefining, isn't it? Like a it real is. redefining of actually, was that me or was that? who I was conditioned into being. Mm, yes, yeah, and how you learned to navigate your place in the world. Exactly, yeah. and that's what worked at that point in my life. Exactly. That's what I had to take on at that point in my yeah. life, you know. Yeah. When you are, you know, I watched a lot of domestic violence, you know, I saw a lot of that in my in our home mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you you do feel like you have to be the strong one at yep. times and so yep. you start to shape yourself in that way because mm-hmm. you just feel like you have to do it but also realizing that was me at that point I'm now someone else and it's that whole healing that in a child which is another topic yep. yeah it is child, isn't it <laughs> but it's that thing of then coming back and reconnecting to yourself so when I started my first business there were things going on in my relationship where I really had to um Basically, I got to a point where I ended up in therapy mm-hmm. and that therapy for me, rather than it being about the relationship, it ended up being more about me because that's mm-hmm. what it came down to. Funny how that works, isn't it? Yes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we think we're going in to fix someone else in therapy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and it was an eye-opener for me going through that because I had I, I discovered how much of my identity was shaped around my childhood or um, what I had lived or what I felt I had to do and then redefining all of that really made me look at my life. So then putting that back into the business perspective, that meant I had to go within, right, and what we were talking about before, about really going back to yourself of like who am I, what am I, what do I like? My therapist used to say to me, what do you do for yourself, Jess? And I was like, um, what's that? <laughs> I shower every day. Does that count? (laughs) Um, I go to coffee with my friends sometimes and she's like, that's not really for you. And I'm like, oh, isn't it? Like, you know, you you just. That's that self-care versus self-indulgence, isn't it? That perceived, like uh, for a lot of us who think, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, I went to the movies or I had a a wine with a girlfriend or I did this thing. And, yes, they're essential. Yeah. It's self-care, but it's, sorry, it's it's a level of self-care, but it's really technically self-indulgence. And when we look at self-care of things that are fundamentally supporting our physical, mental, and emotional well-being, yeah, most of us whack. We're not going there. No, we're not. (laughs) And and we are time poor and we are generous with our, with our, um, uh, what do you call it? Like we, we give to everybody else yeah. and we give to our children and we give to our businesses and we give to our partners and our families and yeah, and every man and their dog yeah. except ourselves. Ourselves, exactly. I often talk about we put ourselves, we're at the end of that list. Yeah. We really have to move ourselves back up to the top of that list Yeah, because the top of that list is where we start and then we have more to give. Yeah. But when you are trying to give and, you know, like that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. 
exactly. cliche as it is, it's true, yeah, you know. It's very true. Um, so for me, like taking all that back to business, going through that whole sort of, you know, growth as such and redefining and re-understanding who I was, I started to tap into areas of myself that I had just, I had just dimmed the light on, you know. And I remember this one moment um, that I sat down and I wrote in my journal, um, I because going back to my night job, I used to work there. So my brain was like constantly just going. Mm. It was it was one of those jobs that didn't require a lot of brain work, right? So my brain work was me thinking about me and, and you know, working through my own stuff of not getting caught up in yeah. fearful thoughts or doubt or all of that stuff um, and also feeding my brain, learning so much. But um I really started to have space and time to think about what I wanted to do. And that's where the whole business and the pool came to do something different. And I remember sitting one night late and writing down in my journal, um, I want to become a keynote speaker. And I literally went, like, I scared (laughs) the shit out of myself. You felt the fear. Yeah, I felt the fear. And I was like, did I actually write that? Oh, my God. In the moment, I was like, I actually wrote that. What does that now mean? Because I've, 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 it has sprouted somewhere. And now I'm scared what's going to happen with that, you know? (laughs) Um, do that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, can I just rub that out? Like, you know, it's that whole thing like, oh, did I actually go there? And I'm like, shit, I did. And I can't just deny that now, you know? Yeah. Um. So, and then that really started to open up my mind of what I really wanted to be doing. But the fear in that moment was scary as, you Absolutely. know? And then learning that and just the fear that kept popping up, the fear of success, the fear of mm. failure, the fear of being judged, the fear of not not being good enough, the fear of, you know, uh, oh, just so many things. Yeah, all the things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not doing it right or it, it, it starts to play in. And I really had to start getting knuckling down of like, hey, what do I need to do about this now? Yeah. Because if I don't do anything about it, it's going to overrule me and it's going to take over me. Yeah, yeah. Um, So with time, I kind of worked out this sort of, I started analysing what do I need to do and I sort of worked out this little framework for myself of this is how it's going to work and this is how I need to face it. Yeah, fantastic. And so you share that framework now with your clients. Yeah, like it's something that, you know, it's simple, right? It's a, are you happy for me to share it with your lady? Oh, oh my goodness, that would be gold for us. Yeah, (laughs) are you you happy to share it? (laughs) Absolutely, because you know what, like we can go over it briefly but there's obviously so much depth to it, right? Absolutely. And I've got a link. It's the link that you gave me. Is that to the more in-depth version of what you're yes. about to share with us? Yes. yes. Great. Yes. So that will be in the show notes. Yeah. That'll have a lot more detail. Um, but it's that fear of feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Um, do you want to say the real version? You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the fear and do it anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> so... I can be a bit of a potty mouth at times, but I just feel like it helps me deliver my message. <laughs> you, it's the fire in your belly. It's it is. fire. You can't, you can't put Absolutely. the fire. <laughs> so number one is definitely recognising it and calling it out. So you have to be able to be self-aware and know, shit, that's what's popped up. I see you. I hear you. I feel you. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, if you could see Jess's body language right now. Oh my goodness. She is in the she is in the camera. She's got her hands up and she is telling you, number one, you're recognized. Number one. If you jump onto my socials, you'll get a bit of a taste of that. (laughs) Yes, I'll link those two. (laughs) Number two is as I'm sure you've heard Jess talk about, our brain's trying to keep us safe, right? So this idea that you have to fight against it, in my head, is bullshit. We just have to actually thank it and allow it to be on our side because it's doing its job, right? So rather than fighting against it, accept it and love it and appreciate it for for it doing what it needs to be doing. But then you also need to remind it who's boss, okay? I feel you, I see you, I hear you. Um, I thank you for doing your job, but I'm boss here. Like I'm no longer the young fearful kid I am no longer the the that person that is going to doubt everything I do I am boss and I can make big decisions for myself and I trust in myself that the decision I make right now is the one I need to make you know so it's that coming back to yourself number three you got to testify right (laughs) so I believe imagine you're walking into a court and it's you against your fear, okay? You've got to testify. You've got to find the proof. You've got to find the evidence of why you can do this thing. Mm. So say it is you want to launch a new product, right? Something that feels really scary. <clears throat> well, you need to you need to find the reasons why you can do it rather than finding the reasons mm. why you can't. Oh, I love this, yeah. So it is going, well, I can do this because I've done this, you know, X situation before and I came through it because I've been practicing because finding all those reasons why you can, okay, mm-hmm. rather than why you can't. The moment you start focusing on why you can't, that's where you're going to go. That's where you're going to end up. Yeah. If you can yeah. focus and on why focus you can, those energy flows. Exactly, exactly. So if you can focus and build your strength, that comes back to building your strength and claiming back your power. Rather than being the victim of like, poor me, I can't because of this, you're like, no, fuck this. I can because I did this and I did that. And you have to bring those strengths back to you because we let them fly away and never come back to us. Number four would be flipping your script. Mm -hmm. And that is that whole self-talk. So the mean girl's always going to come in and tell you, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not confident enough. You're not loud enough. You're not smart enough. You don't have enough experience, all of the things, but you've got to flip that script. So something like, I can't do this flipping it to something like I will give this my best you know Uh, I'm going to be judged I'm choosing me today so it's those little I'm not saying you have to lie to yourself because I don't believe in that I don't believe it's all positive 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 but I do believe that we have to start to talk to ourselves as we would our best friends because you wouldn't speak to your bestie or your daughter or your mom the way you speak to yourself half the time. Yeah, and it's just like what we are talking about earlier. It's whose voice is it? You know, those things, yes, and it's keeping you safe, And but whose voice is it? And so exactly. by acknowledging it, challenging it, and then reframing it, you are choosing to break that thought pathway and create a new one. 100%. So it's not toxic positivity, which is a whole another podcast conversation that I yeah. know I can go on and on and on about. <laughs> it's not that. And it's yeah. not pretending like you don't have real things that you need to be working through. Yeah. But being able to 
have awareness of the thoughts that you're saying and yes. flip your script, reframe them. Mm-hmm. It will be really beneficial. 100%. And no one's saying it's going to be easy, right? No. Or instant. It's a challenge. Or instant. It's, or instant. <laughs> exactly. It's a challenge. And that instant thing leads me to my fifth one. It's you need to do the thing and make it a habit. Don't expect a quick result. Don't expect that you did it once and so all of a sudden you're like, you know, I can do it all. No, you're going to have these challenges constantly. They're going to keep popping up, but you have to make that choice. You have to take that step and you have to keep doing it. And a big thing is celebrating it. When you have done it, celebrate it because then, again, you would, you know, you could go into this so much deeper, Jess, but, you know, those pathways and reconditioning your brain to believe, oh, that was actually a good thing. That gave me good vibes. I celebrated that. Yeah. Gives you the strength, the power, and also just the brain space to go, I can do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. It almost creates a blueprint in your mind when you can attach emotion to something that you um, that you are trying to work towards. So once you feel that if you are celebrating it, mm-hmm. then you are attaching emotion to it. And that blueprint then gives your brain a direction to be looking towards because we don't know the difference between a real event and yeah. a perceived event. I know. So, when I yeah. learned that, I was it's like, oh, I'm right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, so if you can make it real in your mind, mind, and yeah. I mean real with emotion, real with what we call revivification. So who's there make it bigger and brighter what does it sound like what does it smell like what you know what do you see what do you feel yeah. what do you use all, your all the things yeah all the things if you yeah. can bring in all the senses then you are creating a blueprint yeah. in your mind yeah or change and because you've made that possibility and your brain doesn't know whether it was real or imagined yeah. And you will be actively open well you'll be open to looking for pathways to get there exactly like um you know, I never noticed how many yellow cars there were on the road until my six-year-old mm-hmm. daughter taught me about Spotto. And, yep. now, and now I'm always seeing yellow cars. Yep. I no have a similar experience with no the different. kids. Yep. Yeah. I have a similar experience with the kids. They're always talking about they love Porsches and Ferraris and all, you know, all the pretty cars. For me, I'm like, yeah, they're great, but I don't notice them. They don't like, you know, but for the kids, they're like, and so now that they're talking about it, they brought it to my awareness. I see them yeah. everywhere. I'm like, there's my exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's the same with your healing. It's the same with your goals. It's the same with changing your thought processes. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, those are my five steps, you know, quick, short. Yeah. Burst of. <laughs> I can I can see how they how that framework and going deeper into that framework would be so impactful mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. such deep lasting change for people because that's really the thing you does. don't you don't you know you can go walk away from a from a conference or you know from a, a quick retreat or something feeling good but it's what you do to make that lasting yeah that is what's going to count and that's Absolutely. that's where your work is really going to come and in. I wouldn't be where I am now. And I mean, I still have so much growing to do, but I would not have. Yeah, I'm there with you, sister. (laughs) I would never have even started this business if I didn't put these things into practice. It's as simple as that, you know, because that thought, like I said, I wrote it in my notebook and then scared the shit out of myself that I actually wrote that. But at the end of the day, if I didn't bring that out, yeah. And I didn't 
challenge myself to do these five things, then I wouldn't be speaking to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have the business. Wow. Oh my goodness. It's so imagine what if, but we don't even want to imagine what if. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How grateful you are that you've done that work and what a fantastic position to be so self-aware that you've been able to create this space for yourself. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, um, you mentioned the names of your programs. Could you give us a little bit more detail about how people can actually work with you? Sure. So I do the I do one-on-one coaching and we do kind of, you know, it's it, it's weekly. We it's very much targeted to what where you're at, you know. Um, I do have a power-up session where it's a sort of one-off 90-minute session and they can do um something that is more focused, you know, into really getting you moving to that next step and empowering you up for that next step. Because and that's business strategy, that's mindset, that's empowerment, you know, because I feel like the three of them work really well together. Um, And then the Elevate Experience, it's a program, it's a group coaching program that runs over seven weeks. And I run that a few, a few times a year. Um, so that is something that um, people can get on the wait list um, or just come into my world. The best place to connect with me is over on Instagram. Yes. I'm sure you can share. So it's Jess Soto Ramirez. Um, and that's where I like to show up the most, you know. That's where I love to just connect with people. Um, and any questions, just shoot me a DM. And I've also got my podcast, which is Ignite with Jess Soto Ramirez. Yeah. Um, and that podcast is all about sharing the stories of women in business, which your story is there as well. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And, we had some fun recording that earlier. <laughs> yes, we did. And the reason why I created that was really because I think there's so much strength in power in you seeing yourself in someone else's story because it gives you the hope and it gives you a new lens to look through to say actually I can do if she can I can too yeah that's where I I drew a lot of association isn't it absolutely and that's where I drew a lot of my strength and I realize as I look at my childhood and everything I've always been drawn to people's stories but it's because Mm -hmm. I've been able to pull the inspiration from them and go how can I make that real for myself yeah and I think there's just so much power because a lot of women in business are sitting in this space of like I can't I'm not good enough and it, it just holding back you know I was actually having this conversation with my husband yesterday about you know we're almost women can often just be like we're I don't know it's like we're a little mouse just kind of constantly hiding and trying to peek out but then hiding again yeah yeah um, and society's told us that for a long time hasn't it exactly and so allowing women to get out of that space and actually just step up and open up their body and do what it is that feels right for them is exciting it is exciting for me and for the for the women that do it themselves in their life absolutely oh well I am excited to continue to watch your business journey unfold I just it really lights me up to see what you are doing and ladies head over and connect with Jess go see her on Instagram in the show notes here, you will have a link to the Fuck the Fear and Do It Anyway. And I'll pop a Feel the Fear link in there too, just yep. in case you're not so prone to the You swearing. can go with whichever F letter you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I will pop a link into both of those if you want to go deeper into Jess's framework. And if you are particularly in your first five years of business and you are now starting to become aware that, hey, maybe 
mindset is somewhere that I should be looking. Maybe the problem's not so much external, but maybe internal, Mm -hmm. then I highly recommend that you do go and check out that framework and reach out to Jess because that mindset, as you just heard Jess share, she would not have made the choice to be in the business that she is in now, doing the things that she is doing now, living a life that she is in love with now and living something that she feels is her purpose now mm-hmm. had she not had had the courage to take a look at herself and implement these mindset tools. That's pretty damn big. <laughs> That's pretty big. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yes, it's been a pleasure having you on today. So lovely chatting with you, Jess. Thank you Thank so you. much for having me on. You're welcome. You have been listening to Alive and Thriving by Inspired Life Collective. Did you know that you can help us to impact even more women on their well-being journey simply by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review? If stress or anxiety, life or business has got you feeling inside like you are just busting to come back to life, then I invite you to book a discovery call with me so we can chat about how Inspired Life Collective private and online services might be able to support you through your journey. I am so, so grateful to you for being here and having me in your ears. So until the next episode, just remember that you were born to thrive.